We're going to talk about how it's possible to earn over 150000 a year as a freelancer working only 20 to 25 hours per week. I'm there, and many other freelancers are as well. In this episode, we're going to break down the key parts of the formula that makes that possible. Is this video alone going to get you to that target? Absolutely not. Um, if only life worked like that, right? You know, you can watch a 20 minute video and all of a sudden your problem solved, but it will unlock some key things you need to work on and what the big needle movers are that you're going to have to focus on during this process. If you want more training and you will need more training, ask me about the course that I'm creating that will be released soon. And also watch my other videos and read the blog post on freelancingdads.com. That's where you're going to get continued information on all the different pieces that it takes to get to this level where you're earning plenty of money to support your family and you're working 20, 25 hours a week um, so that you can actually spend more time with your family because it's it's one thing to earn a bunch of money, but if you're never uh, with your family because you're working all the time, then what's the point? Um, the whole point in earning more so that you can work less and provide for your family what they really need most, which is you. So why 150? Why is that the target that we're shooting for? Well, in 2022, you really can't support a family for anything less. And um, my average has been around there, which with the current cost of living provides just enough to be comfortable, buy a house, put some money in savings, some investments, but there's not a ton of extra. I can't just go... Uh, buying a ton of stuff and take vacations all the time. There's not a ton of excess at that level. Um, so I certainly plan on on increasing my income more, but that is a level that is comfortable for most people to be able to support a family these days. It's no longer just 100,000 flat. It's no longer 80,000. That That's not going to cut it. Um, if you're raising a family on one income, 150,000 a year it needs to be your target. Uh, now, if you have two incomes, then yeah, you could each be earning 75000 and still be at one hundred and fifty. But I am, uh, uh, I've talked about it before. Um, I think two incomes when both parents are working full time can be very difficult on the family. It's very difficult on the kids to not have time with their parents enough. Um, and I'm just in a totally different world than a lot of people. I mean, we homeschool, uh, we're with our kids every day. We, we, uh, really believe in the importance and being a part of their daily life for the very short time that we have them. So everything I teach is to help dad earn enough money where mom doesn't have to work and he gets to work less so that he and his wife can be more of a partner in raising their kids. And why shoot for under 25 hours a week? Well, it's just what I have found has been a good balance of if I work less than, so my range is usually 20 to 25. My minimum every week is to get 20 hours of work in. Uh, but 25 is kind of, is my max. So when I fall somewhere in there on average, you know, 22 or something, um, it tends to be just enough to keep growing my business in the right direction but not too much to interfere with uh, me fulfilling all my family needs and being there uh, enough for my wife and for my kids. Um, if I work less than 20 hours, it's not quite enough to really keep things growing in the right direction. That doesn't mean that I don't have weeks where I work less than 20 hours, but on average in a given month, 
I'm putting in 20 to 25 hours a week. So if you're a dad like me, then you gotta hear this. Your wife and kids need you first and foremost in their life. And if you're working 40 hours a week, that's a lot more difficult because when you're not working, you only have enough time to basically just get certain tasks done, like help with dinner, clean up the house. Um, there's not a lot of wiggle room there. You know, on the weekend, you're getting projects done. Um, there's very little time to just be with your family without much else to do. And I get it. Working is often less stressful than taking care of kids. There's a reason why us dads can get caught up working a lot um, that it it almost feels like a break. So when I'm working, I feel like I'm on a break, seriously. Um, and I think even in dads that have more stressful jobs, uh, you know, they're working for a company, they're in a position where there's a lot of pressure um, still because you can wrap your head around it. You know what your job is. You know you can do it well. And there's there's a formula to it. Um, when it comes to kids, they're constantly switching it up. You think you've figured out how to parent and then they change it up again. Their behavior constantly fluctuates as they grow older. So <laughs> it's, it's stressful for those, for those reasons. Um, and especially when you have young kids. So I have a five-year-old boy, a two-year-old boy, and a newborn girl. So they're all at ages that require a lot from us. You know, they're at very, they have a lot of needs at these ages. But if you believe in the power that a functional loving family can have on society like I do, then you know it's worth it. You know it's worth it to put in that time and to give your kids that time, even though it is more stressful than your job. And I can tell you this too, that when you give your family the time they need, your wife and helping with things around the house, helping with the kids and your kids directly, um, even though in, in certain moments it can feel more stressful when you're, when you're taking care of kids, it overall will actually reduce your stress when you see that your home is functioning. When you see that your relationships with your kids and your wife is in order, when you're not with them enough and things are falling apart, that causes way more stress than the stress of just like taking care of kids. Um, and so it's worth it. It's like a you have positive stress, like when you work out, right, and you build muscle, that is a positive type of stress in the same way that spending time with your family is a positive type of stress, raising kids a positive type of stress. But when those relationships are falling apart, there's a very negative type of stress. And that will impact your business and make it a lot more difficult to succeed when you know that things are at home are uh, falling apart and not doing well. And, and like I said earlier, we homeschool. We don't get a six-hour break from our kids each day. So I'm going to give you some key things that you need to know to earn over six figures, freelancing part-time, all in the context of my own life, which includes having young kids and they're at home every day. So if you have public, if you have kids in public school, uh, or you don't have kids yet, and you apply what I teach you, yeah, uh, it'll still work, and it'll get you to your goal probably quicker because you don't have those things pushing back. But if you're in a situ similar situation to me, then I'm going to show you that it's possible in that situation to do what I do. And this really is the goal of this entire podcast, uh, that as I continue to bring on more other dads who are doing the same thing. So to get to that 150,000 mark freelancing part-time, the first seriously important truth that you must accept is that there will be way more steps than you think. And then more beyond that. <laughs> You're going to think, oh, I'm only six steps away from finally getting here. 
because maybe you watched a video that said, here are the six steps to dot, dot, dot. Um, but then you'll find that there are 20 steps between each of those six and then 10 more in between those. Um, welcome to freelancing. Welcome to growing a business and welcome to life. That's, that's how it is. That's how getting to goals are. And when it throws people off and then they get frustrated with that because they don't accept that truth, they give up. That's what I did. I gave up after my first nine months of freelancing. I didn't, I, I was very frustrated with all the steps that it took that I wasn't expecting it to take. So you must be diligent and consistent, but you need to be comforted in the fact that you will make gradual progress along the way. It's not like you're going to be earning $25,000 for the first three years and all of a sudden jump to 150. You'll likely move up every single couple of months to higher and higher income throughout that whole process. Um, now, there is kind of a compound effect that kicks in as well, where you may have six months or so. And again, this is just a random timeline. Um, everyone's timeline is a little bit different. But yeah, for the first six months or so, you could be seeing very slow to little or no growth um, or no income at all. And then all of a sudden, all the little things you've done start to start to compound and kick into effect and your income starts to go up quicker. Um, but you'll, you'll move up, you know, 50, 100, and then eventually you'll get to 150 and beyond. Um, but you will get progress along the way that will give you rewards that will keep you motivated. So once you've accepted that, it's time to work on some key skills that will make you valuable enough to your clients. First, make sure that you're really, really good at your craft. So whatever service you're selling, practice and practice and practice while you still have your normal job until you're fast and skilled enough to be able to consider yourself an expert um, so that you can get paid an expert rate. And if you're not sure how to improve your craft, find mentors, take a course, get educated, seek the training you need, um, do everything you can to hone that craft. So you might have one video editor that can only earn 25 an hour and another that can earn 75 an hour because their skill level is just different. So this phase is where you're putting in more time, um, not really getting paid for it yet or getting paid very little but you're getting good enough to get paid expert rates. And so how do you know if you're good enough? Well, your clients will tell you. Um, if you try to charge $100 an hour and nobody wants to hire you for that because your portfolio doesn't quite match what you're trying to charge, then you know that you're uh, trying to charge too much and you don't have the proof to back up why you're worth that. But once you start getting clients that are willing to pay you that, then you know that you've you've matched it up well. You've picked a good rate that matches what your expertise is. The second thing that you must spend ample time on is your sales and communication skills. You can be the most skilled editor in the world, but if you can't have good communication with potential clients, if you're not good at sales, clients won't wanna work with you. You won't be able to convince them of the value that you have, especially when you're just starting and you don't have extensive social proof yet, you don't have all the testimonials and reviews of past clients you're really gonna have to sell yourself much more and know how to do that. When a potential client gets on a call with you, they need to feel as if they can talk with you in a professional manner without it being stressful for them because you have really good communication skills. And that's what they want with somebody they're gonna work with ongoing. And so with this, you're gonna need training, you're gonna need coaching, you're gonna need lots of practice. And it, with my own experience, I was a great video editor when I started my freelance business, because I had been editing videos for like 10 years by that point. But I was horrible at sales, and I couldn't find any clients, no matter how good of a video editor I was. Even though I had some, some videos that I've edited, and I had a 
strong portfolio from a visual perspective. I did not have a strong portfolio regarding past clients and reviews and testimonials, but I had a lot of videos to show them to prove that I was good at what I was doing. And I still couldn't get jobs because my sales skills were not good. I didn't know how to pitch myself. And most importantly, I didn't know how to figure out a client's real problem and be able to frame my services as a solution to that problem. That's really what sales is about, is that you're helping somebody get what they already want. You're not trying to convince them to want something they don't want. And again, I have a course that I'm developing that I will provide training on this. I also have another podcast episode I did where I spend 30 or so minutes talking about some some sales techniques as a freelancer. And so definitely go check that out. Now to take it a level deeper with communication skills um, beyond just the sales part of it is that you also need to be good at never assuming, um, always be double checking things with clients, uh, over communicate expectations, ask great questions um, so that you can understand a client's most important goals. These are all part of having good communication skills, having a lot of humility, when you get critique and criticism from a client, learn from it, take it seriously, take that feedback seriously, always see where you can improve. Um, those are all aspects of having good communication skills as a freelancer. And there's much more to talk about on this subject that we will for sure visit in a future course and a future video. But I just want to make sure that you know that is a key part of the formula and you being a 150000 per year freelancer and beyond working part-time have to hone your communication and sales skills. Because when it comes down to it, being a good salesperson is just being able to help that potential client realize that you really understand their problem and you are you know how you're going to help fix it. You're not just like, hey, I edit videos. It's like, no, I help you build your audience through the videos I create. And if their problem is I don't have a big enough audience, then now I'm the solution to that problem and you're framing it in a certain way. Now, once you've honed your craft and you've mastered your sales and communication skills, you need to work on having stellar time management. You may be working at home at random hours. Um, I do recommend having a more normal work schedule that aligns with most businesses, even if you are working at home, the better off you'll be. Because one, it'll be better on your family for you to have regular work hours that they can that can be predictable to them. But most of your clients are working nine to five Monday through Friday. Um, so you don't want to be having meetings on a Sunday or getting, you know, on a bunch of emails on a Saturday night. Um, they're going to want to try to connect with you and they're going to expect you to get things done nor during normal business hours. So the more that you can stick to that schedule, the better. The great thing about being a freelancer is you can change that as needed. You have that flexibility, but on average, you should be sticking to a more normal business hour type of schedule. And obviously, if you're only working 20 to 25 hours a week, you're not working nine to five Monday through Friday. You might only be working 10 to four Monday through Thursday. And with time management, it has to do with getting organized in your business, in your task management abilities. If you're not naturally a detail-oriented and organized person, then you must become one. Find somebody to teach you. Learn about it. You're running a business now, and so you're not going to stay in business if you can't keep track of contracts and documents and client information and stay on top of projects so that you're delivering things on time. Uh, you will go out of business pretty quickly. Your reputation can get damaged really easily by an angry client if you're not organized and you're not staying on top of things. So don't think that you can just remember everything, 
write everything down, use apps, use software to track all your tasks. Because yeah, if you're not organized, you won't be able to hide that from your clients. You, it will be very obvious. I write everything down because I know that no matter how good I think I am at memorizing things and keeping track of things in my head, uh, my personal life takes up more space in my head than my work life does. And so I will drop the ball with clients if not everything is written down. I, I have a task management apps I use on my computer and I have task management apps that I use on my phone um, to, to track even more micro tasks throughout the day. So yeah, everything from Google Docs to Dropbox to your iPhone calendar, monday.com, um, other task management apps, use them all. So also get a CRM. So customer relationship management software, uh, something like monday.com is what I use. The more data that you keep track of on your clients, contract start dates, why they signed up, why they canceled the contract, who your leads are, who your active clients are, paused clients. Um, the more information you have on all your clients and past clients, the better off your business will be. And you'll be able to discover more easily where things go wrong, how you can improve. And of course, you can manage that client relationship a lot easier. So we've covered working on skills associated with your service you're providing, your craft. We've discussed sales skills, communication skills, and time management and organization. And we've got one more. $150,000 freelancer only working 20 hours a week is a master at those three things. Not just one of them, all three of those, but also this. The last thing that you need to work on is getting your priorities straight. So many entrepreneurs, especially dads, can get carried away with the ambition of their career. I know I did it first. And they can get hyper-focused on their career goals like a train without brakes at the expense of their family and their personal needs. I made many mistakes building up my freelance business, but there's one thing I did right because I learned it early on from my mentors and I committed to it. And that is I had my priorities in line and I stuck to them. My, my all my all around life priorities, not just like my business task priorities. Do not forget what matters most. Your family, your health, your relationships, that is far more important than earning more money and earning money more quickly. You'll work 20 hours and then you'll think, oh, if I just work 20 more, I'll make more money quicker. I'll get all this, this pulled together quicker. And you convince yourself that it's all for the benefit of your family and that one day you'll spend time with them. And then it's too late and they're all grown up. But then for the next two years, as you're doing that and working 50, 60 hours a week, your family keeps wondering, where did dad go? He's always working. You don't want your family thinking that. And then your marriage starts to experience challenges and your parenting gets worse and your kids start having more problems because they don't feel like they're getting enough attention or love from their parents and their parents are stressed all the time. And um, it's already stressful enough. It's like, my wife and I are not perfect and there's plenty of moments where we get frustrated at our kids and are trying to figure things out. Um, and that's with us having a lot more time with them. But avoiding your kids, avoiding your family is not how to solve the problems. You have to sit with all the roughness of raising a family so that you can actually work through the problems and you need time with them in order to to do that. And then when you're not working enough either, I mean, then all the childcare burden is put on the mom and then her parenting gets worse because of uh, being overstressed with taking on the full childcare burden and it's just, and then you're eating crappy food and you're not getting enough sleep and eventually maybe you have a wake up call. But for many, this road has led to divorce. It has led to child children having self-esteem issues and illness and honestly poverty as well. It leads to then financial issues. Do not go down that road. From the moment I decided to freelance five years ago, 
I never worked more than 30 hours per week. And eventually I was able to get it down to 20 to 25. But at first my target was to just not go over 30. And yeah, I had the occasional week where it was like 31, 32, but I was really trying to keep it under that. And if any, I was still under what a normal full-time job is. And that's the important thing. But a lot of entrepreneurs and freelancers who are just getting started are trying to work even beyond a full-time job, 50, 60 hour weeks. Um, But 20 to 25 is like that sweet spot that I've settled with. Um, 20 is a good minimum if I want to keep growing at a certain pace, but that's why I'm a freelance family man. My family comes first and I've had most nights where I've had pretty good sleep, you know, not recently because of having a newborn baby, but most nights pretty good sleep and it has helped my freelancing journey. And I've had a wife who has felt like, oh, my husband actually helps me and I'm not having to take on this whole burden. So I'm not getting as stressed. Um, And I've been able to eat a lot healthier because of having more time to even help my wife with preparing healthy foods so that we don't get sick often. So yeah, do we still have to figure a lot out about parenting? Yes, but we're figuring it all out because we have the time to figure it out. We're not just avoiding all of our home problems. When you have kids in public school all day and both parents working, sometimes it's used as an avoidance technique. Everyone knows that family life can be really stressful. And so they get very busy to avoid the problems rather than face them head on and actually resolve them. And then it does, even though it momentarily might feel like it takes the pressure off to just avoid it, it eventually snaps. Do we still have days that are super stressful? Of course. It's not like every day is easy around the Gravelaise household. Um, You know, they're, again, children have days where they're just really bad moods all day. We have days where we're in bad moods and, uh, and it's not perfect, but it is definitely easier than it would be if I was working 40 hours a week, or especially if I was working away from the house, um, cause parenting is seriously hard work. And especially when you have three children that are incompatible with one another due to age differences right now, a five-year-old, a two-year-old, a newborn, um, it makes it even more difficult, but we've been able to keep our marriage strong. Our relationship with our kids is a trusting one, even though we're not perfect and we make mistakes, we're quick to apologize. We're quick to talk with our kids about the issue and to have conversations with them about where we've made mistakes because we have the time to do that. Um, We screw up often, um, but we quickly resolve the problem and we don't let things fester for too long because we're not overly busy with work commitments and other outside commitments. So these are some of the key skills that you need to work on if you wanna become a $150,000 per year freelancer working part-time with great work-life balance. But is this everything you needed to know? Now you can just go and make this happen based on this video alone? Of course not. There are many little steps in between, like the first point that I made. Do not forget, there are a lot more steps than you think. Too many people who are teaching how to build businesses and everything else don't remind people enough of that. That there's, oh, it's five steps and you'll get to a million dollars. No, no, no. There are many more steps than you think. And that's why I've created over 100 videos and I plan to create many, many more. You've got to know how to price your services. You've got to know where to look for clients, et cetera, et cetera. And the list goes on. So subscribe if you haven't already so that you can continue to learn more and learn about what all those other steps are. And let me know what you're struggling most in your freelance business. Comment below and say, hey, can you do a video on this? And, um, and I might be able to rope it into my next video. So definitely ask me questions. Go to freelancingdads.com. Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And, you know, it's wherever else podcasts are. I hope to hear from you. And we will talk in the next Freelance Family Man conversation. Thank you.